Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the Bible teachings of Pastor Michael Lance, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people and how to apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. You can learn more about the program and our church when you visit walkintruth.com or download the Free Living Truth app. Now, here's part two of Pastor Michael's teaching in Job chapter 24 called, How Long, O Lord? Isaiah 13, 6 says, For the day of the Lord is near. It will come as destruction from the Almighty. Malachi 4, verse 1 says, For behold, the day is coming, burning like a furnace, and all the arrogant and every evildoer will be chaff. And that day is coming, and it will set them ablaze, says the Lord of hosts, so that it will leave neither them uh, neither root nor branch. The day of the Lord is coming. But Job says, how long, oh Lord? Now, on my good days, I'm not usually saying that. It's usually on my bad days. Usually when I jump, like the other night, I jumped on the 15 freeway. We were, uh, we're actually going to, uh, this is a confession, we're going to Del Taco, all right? So I left the church, and I said, I'm going to get on the 15 freeway, and you know how they're doing the construction over here? And, and it was all backed up, and it was 9.30 at night. And I said, how long, oh Lord? Till I can get my taco. I want to put my taco, get my taco on. <laughs> What's going on? Brake lights. And then I started doing this. This is my faith-filled driving experience in Corona. I was like, where, are, where did all these people come from at 9.30 on a Sunday night? I'm going to Dell. <laughs> <I'm go- sighs> anyway, you guys can relate. And I said, how long? Oh, Lord. And I was crying and whining. And in about five minutes after that, it all broke up. And we started to go in. I was like, okay. (laughs) I waited. You guys remember that? For the Lord on high. He heard my cry even about Del Taco. I have no idea if he heard, even cared about that. (laughs) Maybe that's why there was traffic. I didn't need to eat Del Taco at 9.30 at night. Anyway. The ESV of uh, Job 24, verse 1 says, Why are not times of judgment kept by the Almighty? Why do those who know him never see his days? And then if you have an NIV, verse 1, Job 24 says, Why does the Almighty not set times for judgment? Why must those who know him look in vain for such days? Now, I think every Christian who's ever lived for 2,000 years of church history has anticipated the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we've talked about the fact that there's some days that I long for that coming more than others. Usually when I look at the world and see the evil in the world, I long for the second coming, and I say, Maranatha, O Lord, come. But the reason that God has not come yet is recorded in 2 Peter 3. You don't have to turn there because you all know the concept. It says that mockers will come in the last days with their mocking, and they will say, where is the promise of his coming? Ever since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue just as they were from the beginning of creation. But Peter says they overlook a couple of things. God did intervene in history. He made the heavens and the earth. He flooded the world with water, and the heavens and the earth currently are being reserved for fire for the day of the Lord. But keep this in mind, brethren, to the Lord, one day is as a thousand years and a thousand years, 
is this one day. The Lord is not slack about his promises, as some people consider slackness, but he is patient toward you, not wishing that any perish, but all come to repentance. Do you know why the day of the Lord has not come yet? Because God is patient and he doesn't want people to perish. And if somebody's prayer in the 1960s or the 1670s was answered and Jesus came, you ain't in the kingdom, brother, sister. Some of you got saved in the 70s, 80s, 90s. And, and we don't think about this often, but the Lord's patience is your, patience is your salvation. Amen? So we, we always want to be quick with the clock when we're personally, you know, we have an agenda. Can we get, can we get this going now? We've waited long enough. No, the Lord has other people he wants to bring into the kingdom. And what he said is, you know, as to the times and the epics that the Father has set by his own authority, essentially it's none of your business. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you will be my witnesses. Are you going to restore the kingdom to Israel at this time? Acts chapter 1. Jesus says, not for you to know that. But you're going to get power and you're going to be my witnesses. Now, if you were a, an apostle in the first century waiting for the Holy Spirit to come upon the church, could you have imagined 2,000 years of church history and someone in Corona, California becoming a Christian? No way. See, that wasn't their thinking. Are you going to restore the kingdom to Israel so we can sit on your right hand and your left hand? Mama, ask him if we could sit on the right hand or left. Can you do something for my sons, Jesus? What is it? I want one of them to sit on your right hand and the other on your left hand. Woman, you don't know what you're asking for. <laughs> she goes back to her son, sorry, boys. <laughs> right? Because what were they thinking? The immediate, their own time. It is so hard to widen out my perspective just in my personal life, let alone the kingdom of God, let alone what God might want to do in a country that isn't, hasn't even been reached yet. I'm so worried about my little life here in Corona that everything's cool for me, right? And that, you know, God's doing what? No, God is God. And God has fixed a day when he will judge the world in righteousness. He has given evidence of this by raising Jesus from the dead. This is Psalm 94. I'm going to move quickly because we'll run out of time. But this is verse 3. The psalmist says, How long shall the wicked, O Lord, how long shall the wicked rejoice or exult? They pour forth words. They speak arrogantly. All who do wickedness vaunt themselves. They crush your people. They afflict your heritage. They slay widows and the stranger. They murder the orphans. And they say, The Lord doesn't see. Nor does the God of Jacob pay heed or attention. Psalm 94, first several verses. You guys might remember, you might remember that in Revelation 6, the fifth seal of the seven seals is martyrs underneath the altar, Revelation 6, 9, and 10. And they say to the Lord, how long, O Lord, holy and true, will you refrain from judging and avenging our blood on those who dwell on the earth? How long, Revelation 6, you can look at verses 9 and 10. And they were told to wait, to rest for a little while until the full number of those who were to be killed as they were came in. And so they waited and they rested in the Lord. We uh, did a trek from uh, Corona to Arizona. My youngest is attending a school 
in Arizona, Grand Canyon University, and we, we went out to a wedding with a family that, uh, longtime uh, members here, and they're really family to us. And so we went out for the wedding of their daughter, and uh, it's a long drive, you know, five and a half, six hours to get to Phoenix. And I noticed as we were driving along the 10 freeway, there were many rest areas or rest stops. You guys have seen those. I don't know how many miles they're apart, but they're, they're, uh, they're there strategically if you need to pull over with the long stretches of desert, if you need a restroom, or if you just need to stretch your legs, or you know, you got a dog in the car, or whatever. Uh, there's rest areas. And it just, it just struck me, and you guys just take it, this for what it is, but as I'm going about my day, as I'm journeying in life, I've got to take my rest stops. And what I need to do is pull over and get refilled with God's grace. Amen? I need, I need my rest areas. This, this life can be so challenging at times. And so as believers, we need to find those places of rest and quiet. Even if it's five minutes with your Bible before you, do it. Now, Job is going to give us insight. We've done one verse. <laughs> At least I'm consistent. Okay. Uh, he, Job is going to give us some insights into the, what the wicked do. Some, Job 24.2, remove the landmarks. They seize and devour flocks. Ecclesiastes 8.11 says, Because the sentence against an evil deed is not executed quickly, Therefore, the hearts of the sons of men among them are given fully to do evil. When a person in the ancient world moved a boundary marker, the book of Deuteronomy said you don't do that because if you moved a boundary marker, it was like stealing somebody else's property. You didn't mess with boundary markers. And Job says there are some who remove landmarks. And what do they do? They seize and devour flocks. Not everyone gets the sentence they deserve on this earth, and injustice can even uh, go both ways, convicting the innocent, as we've seen in many cases. Robert Frost defined a jury as, quote, 12 persons chosen to decide who has the better lawyer, close quote. Sometimes that's what we see in the justice system, right? Oh, oftentimes they get it right, but not every time, and, and even that is something we would call the problem of evil. Proverbs 23.10 says, don't move an ancient boundary stone or encroach on the fields of the fatherless. What is Job doing? He's giving some feet to the problem of evil, but he's also appealing to his personal experience because in Job 1 verse 3, the Bible says that Job had 7,000 sheep, 3,000 camels, 500 yoke of oxen, 500 female donkeys, and very many servants. He was the greatest man of the East. But in his calamity, people groups came in, they came upon his estate, and they stole his animals or burned them up and killed his servants. And of course, his children were killed as well. And so Job is lamenting evil, but don't, don't you find that it's easier uh, to go down the evil list when it's happened to you? You hear a news story, and you can kind of just push yourself back from, oh, that's terrible. There's a fire over here. There's something over here. This happened over there. Until it's you. Heard a story of a pastor. He was in his office, and the secretary, he told the secretary, don't, I don't want to be interrupted. I'm, I'm studying, and phone call uh, came from the secretary, and he got really short with her. And, he, and the secretary said, 
Pastor, uh, I need to tell you that a little girl got hit out by a car in front of the church office. And he said, I told you not to bother me. And the secretary said, it's your daughter. And that changes everything, doesn't it? You'll hear more from Pastor Michael in a moment. Producer Rob Newton here, and on behalf of Pastor Michael and the Walk in Truth team, thank you so much to our financial and prayer partners. Whether you have given a one-time donation or you have become a monthly partner, you have contributed to our mission to reach out with God's truth to all people and helping listeners like you apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. You've heard that before, right? Well, we mean it. Thanks to our financial partners, we have added three new radio stations this year. Our prayer is to bless our new listeners the way we have hopefully been a blessing to you. If you're a longtime listener, would you please consider becoming a $5 a month partner? That may not seem like much, but every little bit makes it possible for us to continue our broadcasts, podcasts, and free apologetic events. Please become a partner giving at least $5 a month. Visit walkintruth.com to donate or call 844-48-TRUTH. That's walkintruth.com or call 844-48-TRUTH. Hey, this is Pastor Shane Lance from Living Truth Christian Fellowship in Corona, California. We want to thank you for listening to the program today. And we want to let you know that we have some new service times on Sunday morning. So we are going to go back to two services on Sunday mornings. One is going to be at 8.30 a.m. and the other is going to be at 10.30 a.m. So we pray that you'll join us for one of those services. I am the music director at the church and we are really excited to be able to worship through music and we're going to worship as well through studying God's word. We're going to worship in spirit and in truth as the scripture commands us to do. So we're really excited. We pray that you'll join us for one of those services this Sunday at 8.30 a.m. or 10.30 a.m. We pray that you have a great week and we thank you for listening to Walk in Truth Radio. Thanks for tuning in to Walk in Truth today. Did you know there's more where that came from? Download the Living Truth app to listen to more of Pastor Michael's teachings whenever you want. You can even watch videos. And if you're local to Southern California, you can get updates on church events, new studies, and more. Download the free Living Truth app today. We'd love to see who's listening. So please connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Just do a search for Walkin' Truth Show. Now, back to Pastor Michael Lance, right here on Walkin' Truth. People groups came in, they came upon his estate, and they stole his animals, or burned them up, and killed his servants. And of course, his children were killed as well. And so Job is lamenting evil, but don't don't you find that it's easier uh, to go down the evil list when it's happened to you. You hear a news story, and you can kind of just push yourself back from, oh, that's terrible. There's a fire over here. There's something over here. This happened over there. Until it's you. Heard a story of a pastor. He was in his office, and the secretary, he told the secretary, don't, I don't want to be interrupted. I'm, I'm studying, and phone call uh, came from the secretary, and he got really short with her, and he, and the secretary said, Pastor, uh, I need to tell you that a little girl got hit out by a car in front of the church office. And he said, I told you not to bother me. And the secretary said, it's your daughter. And that changes everything, doesn't it? And Job, you know, the problem of evil, it's a little easier to take when we watch a news report or hear something off in the distance. But Job says they drive away the donkeys. Job had all these female donkeys of the orphans. They take away, the, they take the widow's ox 
for a pledge. Now you say, Pastor Michael, what is he talking about? Everybody turn back to Job 22. Eliphaz the Temanite, who started off kind of civil to Job, this is what he said against Job in Job 22. He said of Job, you have sent widows away empty, 22.9, and the strength of the orphans has been crushed. Now I put before you and I said, what evidence did Eliphaz have that Job did this? Job was a righteous man. He was a good man. Where did he get this? Did he pull it out of thin air? Or is it possible that what Eliphaz saw is that after Job's life crumbled, widows and orphans came to Job and asked him for help, and he no longer had the means to help them because his animals, which represented his estate, and all that he had that made him wealthy and allowed him to help the poor was gone. So can you imagine the scene? And this is my view, but I think it's a pretty solid speculation. Imagine this. Imagine Job sitting on the ash heap. He's lost everything. His buddies have come. They're debating the why question. And a widow comes to Job and says, I need your help. And Job says, I have nothing. But, but there was an ox that was pledged to help me and my family. That ox is gone. There were donkeys that were dedicated. Some of the donkeys, remember, livestock was like your wealth in the ancient world. It was like having currency. Those are gone. I don't have those anymore. Orphans walk away hungry. You see, when evil happens to an individual, it doesn't happen in a vacuum. It ripples out. And I think that the poor comforters, Job's so-called friends, watched this, and they said, that's what you've done. And Job's like, I don't have anything to give them. What can I do? They took everything from me. Now, imagine if you're Job, and you stop for a minute, and you say, God, why? Now I've watched the orphan walk away, and I used to be able to help him. I watched the widow walk away, and I used to be able to call one of my servants, and she'd be fed for a week. Why? You can imagine the depth of those cries. Verse 4, Job 24, they push the needy aside from the road. The poor of the land are made to hide themselves together. World history has been littered with the poor being abused, Job 24.4, mistreated, taken advantage of. The question hovering over the text, don't forget, is how long, O Lord? How long until you recompense people for doing this to the needy? How long until you uh, pay back these wicked people? Look at verse 5. Behold, as wild donkeys in the wilderness, they go forth seeking food in their activity as bread for the children in the desert. They harvest their fodder in the field. They glean the vineyard of the wicked. They spend the night naked without clothing and have no covering against the cold. They are wet with the mountain rains. They hug the rock for want of shelter. The abuses of power lead to a pathetic and moving picture of human distress. You ever gone home on a cold night? A couple hours before that, you see a homeless person walking the streets it drops into the 30s, and you're like, where is that person tonight? Where do they find shelter? Do they have a covering? We can be so calloused. 
One writer says, here are men and women made in the image of God, but driven out of civilized society, marginalized, wandering, lost, and like wild donkeys in the wilderness, slaving away to find food, having to send their children to find scraps of food on the rubbish tips of society, as some do in third world slums. The wicked man has a big, beautiful, prosperous vineyard, but all these marginalized people can do is hope to catch a few gleanings from it, verse 6. They, they hope that there's a few scraps that they can fill their bellies with. They lack the basic clothing and protection needed for life. And many of this happens because of greedy, power-hungry, wicked people. And Job says, how long? I mean, some of us, were flipping channels, and we can't even watch those programs. It's bad enough to see the, the programs about the dogs that are, you know, don't have a home, let alone when you have to look at people who are starving, who live in the same world as you. And some of us, honestly, we don't want to look at it because then we don't have to think about it. See, these are things that bother the heart of Job, how much more the heart of Jesus Jesus said, I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me a drink. I was in prison and you came to me. I was sick and you visited me. I was naked and you clothed me. When did we do that for you, Lord? See you in those circumstances. And Jesus said, when you did it to the least of these, you did it for me. Can I ask you, how do you think we in the modern church are doing with extending that kind of grace. We were talking in the prayer room earlier that that kind of grace extended is often a bridge to get to the gospel. Uh, a woman has recently wrote a book called uh, Hospitality, or the gospel comes with a house key, and she's trying to argue that the Christian church needs to consider once again hospitality and opening up our Bible studies and our houses to people who don't know the Lord. We can be greedy with our stuff, with our time. And Job looks around and he says, there's people hugging rocks for shelter. And Job can appreciate it more now that he has nothing. He says, others snatch or seize the orphan from the breast and against the poor, they take a pledge. One writer says, verse 9 describes a crime that is climactic and the most heartless crime of all. They force the poor to sell their children as wage slaves, a collateral for the loans they need for survival. They have to pledge a defenseless orphan. Children are sometimes forced to become child soldiers, work in slave labor factories, or even become sex slaves, all because the wicked rich place no value on life, but only on what satisfies their greed and lust. And Job looks at the world. He looks at sex slavery when men and women can do such unspeakable things to underage kids, all for their pleasure. And Job says, how long, Lord? They cause the poor to go about naked without clothing. They, verse 10, they take away the sheaves from the hungry, just the, the little that they have. Within the walls, they produce oil. They tread wine presses, but thirst. You can imagine here is a servant who's literally stomping on the grapes to make the wine, but he can't drink any of it 
because they say, no, 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 none of that's for you. You're just you're just to press it down. So we have something to drink for those of us who can have the wine. You don't get any of that. And so he has to sit there and tread the wine press, but be thirsty from the city. Men groan and the souls of the wounded cry out. And then notice this. Yet God, he doesn't pay attention to folly. And, and Job says, look, this is heavy, folks, but this is the book. Why, Lord? How long will this go on? You've been listening to How Long, O Lord, Part 2 on Walk in Truth, Pastor Michael's teaching in Job, Chapter 24. If you missed any part of today's program, you can listen to Walk in Truth on our free Living Truth app or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, our Living Truth app is the one with the red logo with the pillars. With our app, you can learn more about Living Truth Christian Fellowship, the church behind Walk in Truth, where Michael Lance serves as the senior pastor. If you're local to Southern California, the app gives you updates and information about upcoming Bible studies, free events, and services, both for you and your kids. If you live outside of Southern California, you can still benefit from the Living Truth app. You can listen or watch Pastor Michael's previous teachings, and you can contact the church if you have any questions or comments. Download the free Living Truth app in your app store. Remember, we've skipped over some of Pastor Michael's teachings in the book of Job. You can listen or watch those teachings when you download our free Living Truth app, the one with the red logo with the pillars. And join us tomorrow on this station for the conclusion of Pastor Michael Lance's teaching in Job chapter 24 called, How Long, O Lord? I'm Mike Massaro. Thanks for listening to Walk in Truth. Our goal is to equip you to reach out with God's truth to all people.